Welcome to Level Up Chips 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Hello everybody and welcome back to Level Up Chips. I am your lovely host, Michael Gonzalez, and I am joined by my lovely co-host. Say your name, buddy. Max Logan, I'm back again. Hey there, buddy. How you doing? Uh, fine. Hungry. Haven't had anything to eat all day, so... Hey, you had a protein bar. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah, some people don't even get to eat for, like, days on end, so I guess I shouldn't be complaining. No, it's okay to be a little bit upset. Uh-huh. But, um, regardless, yeah, you are a little bit hungry, so we are going to have probably a little bit of a shorter uh, episode just uh, because... It'll be fine. Whatever. Oh, no, it's not just that, really. It's just more like, uh, when it comes to the news, there's yeah. really hasn't been much in terms of you know what what's been going on as soon as the nintendo direct happened it just seems like everybody went for like a cold break yeah so that's kind of what's been going on lately and right really i only have one piece of news did you have anything no i don't think no? so okay so the only piece of news that we really had for today um something that i thought would be an interesting thing to discuss just a little bit um is the Redfall um, physical copy yeah. of the game. Yeah. Uh, Redfall is a Bethesda game uh, made by Arcane Studios, the people who make like Dishonored, Prey, yeah. uh, Deathloop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, recently they, they just announced that the physical version of the game, uh, it's just going to have a digital code in it, not even a disc. Right. Um, and on top of that... Uh, Redfall will also be uh, uh, completely online, no matter what. Even if you're in a single-player game, I, I, I know that this is supposed to be, you know, slightly like a prey version of like Left 4 Dead almost, with like four yeah. people trying to take out, you know, like mm-hmm. it looks like just a bunch of creatures. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you are just playing it by yourself, you still have to be online, and that's kind of their reasoning for saying, okay, you have to just do a digital code. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that they should even have a physical version of the game? I mean, if you're just going to have a code in a box, then, like, what's the point? I've been seeing a lot of people talking about how it's a waste of plastic mm. and it's just landfill material, really. I mean... I get that you're upset, but, like, do you really have to turn it into an environmental issue? Like, I think that it is something to discuss, though, in a certain right. way that, yeah, like, almost all boxes are going to be that way. But specifically, yeah. this one does not matter whatsoever. It's yeah. the only reason I would ever say, hey, yeah, a box is for, what, collectors. Yeah. And even then, a collector is not going to be happy that they can't even get a disc yeah Uh, they're they're usually there for getting the physical game and making sure that the collector has the game Mm -hmm. well i mean then you got like collector's editions that don't even include the game with them yeah well this collector's edition that redfall has um will will it just have the collector stuff and it says all right either get the the other version of it or just get it on a digital store yeah I think that really anybody who is wanting to get this game just just get it digitally. It doesn't seem it won't worth matter. it. Yeah, 
I know I'm going to be getting it on Game Pass, and I'm really excited to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still just not happy about the whole idea of a single-player game always having to be online. Yeah. Kind of gives me EA, like, 2010 EA vibes. Yeah, yeah where back they, when... We're like, oh, if you want to do, like, a multiplayer game, something like that, um, you have to put in a code. Yeah, uh, that was just a thing before subscription online services were a thing. They they want to make sure that you couldn't really, like, get a pre-owned version of the game and still play online. Right. They want to get their money's worth. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see it as just kind of a, a that type of way of... Like, like, I guess just really quickly for an example, you know, I'm playing Dead Space 2 mm-hmm. after playing the first one, and Max and I, we, we saw the menu, and it had multiplayer, and I was like, huh, that's interesting, and I looked at it, and they were like, put in an activation code. Yeah, you have to buy a pass. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, how am I supposed to... They, there's zero preservation of that type of stuff. You'd probably have to go online with some fan-made server um, yeah. to, to play probably the not. game. Mm-hmm. But this, I really think, has zero preservation of its own game once it, you know, uh, 10, 20 years down the line. I don't think it's as bad because at least it's not locking out a whole mode. No, it's for... not locking out a whole mode behind a pass it's just kind of weird that they sell you a box with a code in it i think that it's they they could take it down at any point if something goes wrong something you know uh goes bad with like copyright or mm-hmm. i don't know anything that goes wrong with the the um the contract mm-hmm. they could easily take it down and i think that's kind of an issue yeah um so that that's just kind of my two cents mm-hmm. whole idea, but um, that that's really not what we're here for. We're not here to talk about you know the morals of uh, digital codes and video games. Yeah, uh, we're here to talk about rip off video games. Yeah, that's, that's what cool. we're here for. Um, that's a thing that has it's honestly been around since video games have started being a thing. Why don't you talk a little bit about you know what what a rip off video game what what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, a nicer way of saying it would be imitation, but... Yeah, that is a bit it, more of a harsh way to say it. But yeah, like, it depends on the game, honestly, but pretty much, usually there will be, like, this genre-defining experience. So, say, Dark Souls mm-hmm. came out in 2011, and, like, all of a sudden everyone went was like going crazy for these souls games i remember back in 2011 2012 everybody was like oh my gosh get good and Mm -hmm. like i think pewdiepie was playing the game and everybody was like oh it's so difficult and it it really just gives you the middle finger for like a video game i love it yeah but honestly from my perspective that's not how it is no it's more just firm and like figure it out yourself type of thing rather than a kicking you while you're down like it respects you i think it has a strict code that you need to follow you basically you a lot of games you get to make up the rules of how you play the game this game says no you play it the way we would like you to but still 
you can if if you know the rules well enough you can still bend them in some way right um which makes it so interesting that's what makes it so nuanced in some way yeah yeah but so pretty much what some developers did after dark souls was like oh games hard it's like dark fantasy we can make one of those and that's how you came out with a game like lords of the fallen which is an action rpg very dark fantasy uh it's very hard and it has like none of the charm of dark souls that's what an that's what a ripoff game is to me but an imitator is different Yes, I I agree. Um, imitator can still it imitates, you know, what what the the formula, the the I guess DNA. Of yeah, yeah, like the, the original game. Right. Yeah, like it takes a lot of elements from an older game, but then makes it like work. It, it usually from is it. just as good, if not better, sometimes. Right. Like. I think a way to show that, hey, it could actually be even better. And I know this might be a bit controversial for some people. I really think that Dead Space is a better version of Resident Evil 4. Hmm. Um, and I know that seems like a very, very strange thing to say because it's, what, sci-fi. And the other one is a whole Spanish village. Yeah. Um, you know, completely. It's on adapted. Earth. It's on Earth, and it's paranormal instead of being, um, well, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, they're space. both They're both zombie. They're, they're different. They're different in many ways, but the core essence of it is it is a uh, third-person, over-the-shoulder shooter. Yep. It's horror, and it's survival. Yeah. And... I think that in some ways Resident Evil 4 does stuff that's really, really good. I think that if it, you know, just like the devs have said for Dead Space, uh, if it wasn't for RE4, there would be no Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. But I think that when it comes to the idea of Dead Space, when it comes to the gameplay and the user interface of Dead Space, everything about it is so much better yeah um, yeah I, I can see that i guess in a certain way i love the the resident evil uh ideas and everything it's definitely you know resident evil one is in my top five games of all time um but i i really like the sci-fi aspect of dead space mm-hmm. the idea of having a spine behind you basically everything that feels like a just a very game-like game in Resident Evil 4 is kind of natural and organic in Dead Space. The spine, the the rig system, everything about it, it just flows in the world instead of just being a video game feature. A UI icon. Exactly. Yeah, um, I can see that. That does make sense. And I think Um, the last thing that I would say is just the biggest difference that makes it better is the fact that you can actually move while shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, Resident Evil 4 doesn't have that. I know that there's a lot of people that say the stationary movement was completely... Stationary ma- shooting. Yeah, stationary shooting. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I have, mine was in a different place. Yeah. Um, stationary shooting, 
it, it was a certain way because they wanted it to be that way. It, they wanted to create stress mm-hmm. because they had a formula for how villagers would approach you. They would run if they were really far away. But when they got closer, they would just slowly walk up towards you. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted to give you that mob feeling that everybody's after you, but not completely overwhelm you. Yeah. Um, you know, no, no left for dead, everybody's running at you breakneck speed. They had a rhyme and a reason for everybody's movement. Right. Which is really good, but in some ways I still think that it is very archaic for its time and you can even see that the remake that they have for resident evil 4 shows yeah it's not what we want still mm-hmm. yeah um it is a product of its time but it's very well aged it's very like, well aged i think that dead space though is my 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 preferred, preferred option ver- yeah yeah that that's valid but um Let's see what else, what other ones are there? Uh, maybe we could go back, yeah, to like the nineties. Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog came out, and because Sonic the Hedgehog uh, initially like outperformed uh, Mario, yeah, a bunch of developers wanted to take advantage of this new environment for platformers are you going where i think you're yeah yeah so like there's so many 2d platformers where it's an animal with an attitude yep uh running around usually at high speeds or like with some other gimmick uh that usually flopped except for two uh one of them was gex which more or less flopped later on yeah but like he's pretty funny i don't know i think that he does have much more charm than any of the other ripoff uh clone type animals that, yeah. that you might see yeah and then there was bubsy which oh. uh lives in infamy uh for being just terrible yep uh, for those who don't know, he's a Bubsy is a bobcat who wears a shirt with an exclamation mark on it. It's the shirt is white, and that's it. He also runs around and makes jokes and little puns. Yeah, like uh, cat puns. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. And when they they decided to go for a 3D route, Bubsy 3D. Yeah. Um, it went even worse. Yeah. Um. And I would honestly say the more I think about it, Crash Bandicoot could be seen as kind of a Sonic Sonic imitator in some ways due to the idea of some animal mascot that's all about platforming. Yeah, but, you know, it's different enough that, like... I think that it's original enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but with Bubsy, that's not the case, and... Then everyone thought he was dead after Bubsy 3D came out. Like 20 years. And then they came out with more. Back on the PS4. Yeah, there are now two new Bubsy games. What was it, like Wooly Strikes Back? or? Yeah, something like that. And then the second one, I don't even know what it is. Point is, they're both 
they were both terrible. Like, there was just this weird thing of, like, bad meme games. Yeah. I mean, even Shaq Fu came back. It was weird. It seemed like everybody was like, oh, it's really funny because it's bad. And for some reason, people thought, oh, they like bad games. It's the same idea of, like, Sony going for Morbius again and thinking like oh they make a lot of memes that means they must want to watch the the movie again they made like six hundred dollars yeah second they, showing it was terrible they decided to bring it all the way back to theaters like multiple nationwide yeah and it made like so little it bombed twice in mm-hmm. its lifetime that's terrible and that's exactly what bubsy did yeah uh and then yeah i mean that's a life and times of Bubsy. Good riddance. He's probably no more. Bury him and just never look at the grave again. Mm-hmm. That one was... I, I wasn't sure if you were going to go there or not. Yeah, lest, lest you see a paw coming out from underneath the ground. Why don't you talk about like a game that you really like that's an imitator? Hmm. Oh, yeah. One that's actually good, uh, Bayonetta, um, because effectively what it was was a uh, quote-unquote sequel, what Hideki Kamiya wanted out of a sequel to Devil May Cry 1, uh, because he directed that. Uh, that's a whole story. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, at that time, at at that time, he worked with Capcom, obviously, uh, and eventually he split off and helped make Platinum Studios, which they're known for character action that goes so extreme mm. and so crazy cool that yeah. like it just ends up being the coolest thing that you've seen in gaming. Yeah, and then. They got uh, Sega to publish the first Bayonetta game. Then Nintendo. Yep, Nintendo for Bayonetta 2. And now it's like a recognizable Nintendo IP, which is crazy. It's such a weird thing that they decided to pick up Bayonetta and now it's just famous. Yeah, it's it sits alongside like... Not... I wouldn't say Mario or Zelda. It sits next to Dante. It sits next to... Um, guess you could call it like kratos yeah like character action games yeah that's another one it's a hall of fame Mm -hmm. god of war was uh they uh santa monica said that they based the first god of war off of like devil may cry one's template which personally i don't really get that much i mean like as fixed camera angles as action there's like I don't know, the character, the character's main color scheme is white and red. Like, there are some similarities, yeah. yes. It's, to me, it's really weird, and I'll, I'll just, like, do a, the quickest crash course, but Resident Evil 4 pretty much, like, branched off into, like, so many different games. Like, if it wasn't for Resident Evil 4... We would not have Devil May Cry, Dead Space, uh, God of War, uh, or Bayonetta. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, wow, how did it just do this? Because um, 
and and you might be wondering why did you know Devil May Cry uh, come from Resident Evil Four? That was the original version of Resident Evil Four. Yeah, uh, Hideki Kamiya was set to direct Resident Evil Four, uh, and he came up with an with an idea that they thought was too supernatural and too like, too, like action oriented. Yeah, that it just did not fit the Resident Evil franchise whatsoever. So uh, they decided to, because they went a little too far into development with it, they were like, oh, we can't just cancel all of the assets and all the stuff that we just put in. So why don't we make that into a new IP and start, start from scratch with Resident Evil 4? Yeah. And it ended up being Devil May Cry, which ended up turning, you know, uh, getting it's Bayonetta it's a- and God of War. Yeah, and plenty of other things. Like, there was a... What was it? A, it was like a Nightmare Before Christmas, like, v- ripoff of Devil May Cry. That's or was it like so Ghost Rider? Nice. It was both. There was one for each. Wow. <laughs> and also, I would also say that um, if it wasn't for Resident Evil 4, we wouldn't have Dead Space, and we wouldn't have Callisto Protocol. Oh. Well, that was smooth. I know. That was smooth, right? Yeah. Um... Callisto Protocol is another game that I would say is, it's not an imitator, it's a ripoff of Dead Space. Um, Mostly because there were a lot of developers who came from Dead Space that wanted to to make a um, sci-fi horror uh, game and also have almost those zombie-like creatures, um, you know, in a, a new planet. Yeah. Um, and I play through all of it and for, for people who do, you know, watch this, but for, for people who don't know, I love survival horror. Yeah. That's like my go-to genre. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. Yeah. I thought this game was an easy five or six out of 10. This is one of those games where you can find the slightest bit of merit the the first like third of the game I was like oh this is interesting yeah second third I was like oh I'm not too interested anymore by the end I was like wow this sucks this is not good mm-hmm. um it was one of the biggest letdowns because it looked so good from the trailers it had so much uh, uh promise in a yeah. certain way and instead what you got was some very flimsy combat um some hand to hand combat not so much of uh actual like shooting right um there were zero upgrades to armor there were zero upgrades for health kits um, yeah so it's just and you stay the same you stay the same and some of the most annoying evolutions in uh enemies that just made you wonder why did they make these and why did you put me in certain scenarios? Right. Um, and I I think that from what I you know seen of other people, I would also be correct to say, if you got this game for Christmas like me, I think that you you're happy enough. Yeah. Like oh I played the game, it was okay. Right. I think that if you got it with that seventy dollar you know price tag that it originally came with, you'd feel very juped. From yeah. your money. It, uh-huh. it was... But hey, they just added New Game Plus, so... 
and I'm never going to do that. I That sounds terrible. Hmm. I would not want to do that. If they ever did a permadeath, I'm feeling like they have a permadeath. Don't do it. The game has so many points where you could easily die hmm. in the dumbest ways. Yeah. Yeah. It. You could easily replace the title of Callisto Protocol with Dumb Ways to Die. <laughs> and um, it would work. It would actually work. Yeah. Um, Max, so just just getting out of that one because I'm just still a little salty about uh, that game. Yeah. Um, would you want to talk a little bit about Monster Hunter oh. and another game that, that you've been playing recently? Yeah. Um, so Monster Hunter, I mean, you just hunt monsters, big weapons, go out, <laughs> uh, kill a big monster, carve pieces off of it. Uh, to make bigger weapons and bigger armor to hunt bigger monsters. Right, right. Uh, very addicting game loop. Also has a very interesting world if you're willing to, like, look into it more. Um, and, like, all the monsters have their own place in the ecosystem. It's really cool. But, of course, functionally, it's just fight bo- bosses. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Like... It's, like, multiplayer and all that. It's also got, like, a lot of, like, wacky charm. Like, uh, you can bring little hunting buddies with you. Uh, they're called feline. Uh, they're called felines with, an, with a Y instead of an I. And uh, I think the ones you bring along specifically are, like, palicos. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they just, like, make cat puns when they talk to you. It's great. Like they call you Meowster. Uh, it's not like Bubsy. Yeah, it's, don't get it's me like wrong. It's like charming. It's literally flirting versus sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah, recently, I mean yesterday, it just launched. I got Wild Hearts, which uh, was published by EA and developed by Koei Tecmo, who are the people behind like Ninja Gaiden and uh, Metroid Other M. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Team Ninja. That was Team Ninja. Yeah, uh, and also, no, I could tell it was it's Team Ninja. It's the same people because okay, yeah. they also made Neo, and like I could tell they just, for example, with the character creation in Wild Hearts, it just has a ton of the same exact options. Really, you have in Neo too, which that I'm not knocking that. No, because character creation. Yeah, and Neo creation. too was insane. <laughs> like. But, like, I was able to make Raiden from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance in that. I mean, it kind of looks weird, but, like... Still, you were able to able to get, it. like, a barcode on his forehead and, like, the jaw thing. Wow. Yeah. Do you think I could make Vegeta? Oh, definitely. Oh, There's I a hair do. option for that. Would that would be cool. But, that would be cool. Yeah, but, um... Wild Hearts, it's like Monster Hunter... I mean, there's a more limited range of weapons, uh, which, uh, honestly, like, in my opinion, that's not a bad thing, since they're more focused, mm-hmm. and, like, each one has a completely different game plan. Like, you don't have a lance and then a gun lance. Right. You have, like, my my favorite weapon right now is the maul, which is a hammer, Makes but sense. the hammer... uh. The gimmick with it is that when you hit something and it lands on the ground, you can rhythmically tap another button to extend it more 
and it does more damage as you go through the combo. Oh, that sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. And if I, and if you do it right twice in a row, you like land in like a gigantic smash that does like so much damage. Uh, so so far it seems pretty promising. Yeah, definitely. And what's different about the monsters in this game? They're called kimono, which is just Japanese for beast or animal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna call them beasts for the sake of brevity. Uh, they're more based off of real world animals. So, for example, the first one you want is just a rat with like it's a big rat with like flowers and stuff on it. And the third one you hunt is a gigantic boar uh, with, like, plants growing on it and, like, wood. I like the idea of, like, natural stuff on it. Yeah, and, like, the cool thing is is that they, like, influence nature. So, for example, you're hunting the rat. Okay. And, like, it'll start, and as it's, like, running between areas, it'll, like, sprout up like bridges for it to cross that you can use too. I love that. Yeah. And uh probably the elephant in the room with the game's like general game flow is uh it has this thing called Karakuri which people have compared to Fortnite in the trailers. They're like, "Oh, it's Monster Hunter but with but Fortnite." Uh so you can like build structures in the middle of combat and also just out in the field to help you, like, get around. Are you able to crank 90s? I am not able to crank 90s. I don't, have a, I don't have a bow. Come on. <laughs> there is a bow weapon, but I'm not using it. No, I get that. And, and it's actually kind of funny that you mentioned Fortnite because that's also technically uh, what I would be uh, deeming it as a, an impersonator. Yeah. Or an imitator. Of PUBG. Of PUBG. Well, not the original Fortnite game, like the single player one. Or no, the, no. I guess it was multiplayer, but that was like zombie That was a survival. Survival thing. Then they, they decided to go with the um, Battle, Royale. Battle Royale. And I'm pretty sure PUBG did uh, try to sue them. Yeah, because, um, yeah, they were like, ah, it's our idea. like Battle Royale. Like it's, like they could copyright a genre and everyone was like no battle royale has been around way before you ever did it yeah read hunger games yeah like i mean that uh japanese movie should sue them yeah no there's it's literally called battle royale all it really (laughs) is is just like an idea a concept yeah and I think that it does it really, really well. I, I will admit I'm still not the biggest fan of building and all that stuff. But I think that Fortnite is just a really, really fun time with um, just just the world and going yeah. around and traversing. It's a really, really good time. And the combat is really good. They do a good job with their, their uh, guns. Yeah, but back to Wild Hearts. Sorry, my right. bad. Yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, what I really like about it is that its tone is super distinct from Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. So, it's set in, like, fictional feudal Japan. It's... The country's name is Azumo instead of Japan. Okay. Or Nihon, they would probably call it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like, it has classical 
Eastern philosophy about the balance of nature and, like, humanity. So, say, let's take, like, Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. where that is, like, staunchly, like, uh, okay, I'm going to be getting into philosophical things. Humanist, anthropocentric. So, like, if a monster is in the way of whatever operation you're doing... You will just take yeah, it yeah, down. Yeah, you just take it down, like without question like human progress ab- above nature right and you have something like horizon zero zero dawn or whatever where it's like oh yeah the humans are bad all the time and we need to return to like eh, to like up to like primitive society and that's like what's best for the world right because you know the whole reason the world is in that state is because okay. of a corporation humans and yeah their downfall yeah making progress too fast and too far the capitalistic nature yeah and then but with wild hearts it's like you have to strike a balance between the two because it's like oh humans still deserve to like exist right like but that doesn't mean that like nature that they should just destroy nature as a respect for like the balance between the two. One of the really cool things you you have to do when you hunt a monster, you can't capture them. You have to like uh kill them. But when you do that, uh you have to do a final blow and when you do and when you do the final blow, the hunter will say like uh gomen, which is sorry in mm-hmm. Japanese. So, like, they have a respect for the animal they're hunting. Like... I like that. Yeah, and you do a little bow after you kill them. So why do you kill them usually in that game? I mean, it's because, like, you absolutely have to. Okay. But, of course, it still follows the same Monster Hunter principle of you can hunt it as many times as you want. So, like, during the story, they're like, oh, we have to do this because it's like... Like, say, another hunter is, like, stuck in its lair, mm-hmm. and we have to save them, or whatever, instead of, oh, they're just an inconvenience, take them out. That was always <laughs> the one thing about Monster Hunter that I'm like, so you're just killing all these, like, eldritch beasts, and, like... Dragons and, and stuff. dragons and stuff, and just not questioning what that will do to the entire world... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in Monster Hunter, the one time I could see it being justified was, like, with Elder Dragons, as it's explained that their presence alone can destroy an ecosystem. Yeah, that can be an issue. Yeah, so, like, you have to go kill it. But with the other ones, it's just like, oh, yeah, I can't sleep at night because this thing's too loud. I remember (laughs) sometimes in Rise, it'd be like, man, I'm just down this path, and it's just like, yeah, it's loud kill it i'm like whoa whoa how will this affect the trout population what will happen uh nothing really it i feel like it should be doing something i feel like that it would be an issue yeah the yeah trout eventually. population is very very sensitive mm-hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah uh wild hearts is really good so far though i haven't been playing on pc i've been playing on ps5 i've heard the pc version has really bad performance issues but 
that'll be fixed with a patch, apparently. Yeah, that's usually the case. I don't know what it is about PC and its very, issues. very bad issues. I think I've noticed a pattern because, like, a lot of these games with bad, like, performance out the gate yeah. are coming from Japan where the where the PC gaming industry isn't strong like at all it's much more about consoles yeah like i mean PlayStation and Nintendo like right. dominate there meanwhile in America like with american studios their PC releases are always like solid that makes launch. a lot of sense yeah so because the japanese ones just don't consider it's always a second-hand idea. Yeah, like, it reminds me of when Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition released on PC. It had, like, horrible optimization issues, as From Software had never developed a game for PC before. <laughs> yeah, but... That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is an interesting thing to think about um, when it comes to localization and... Um, just ports in general. Right. Um, that's always a really interesting thing, thing to think about. But right. I'm trying to think. Uh, would you want to talk about maybe... Um, I'm trying to think of if there's one other that we just want to talk about kind of as a final thing um, mm. before we get into the games, a uh, random so. game. I've no? said my piece. I think that I've said my piece. Yeah. Okay. Imitators are good. Ripoffs are not. Yes, and I think that I, I would love to hear, you know, some of your ideas. Um, if you, you know, listen to this, uh, I, I would recommend going to my email, uh, G-O-N-Z-A-4-M-C at C-M-I-C-H dot E-D-U. Hmm. I know. I will not say that again. You can loop it back. So, without further ado, I, I, I would like you to... Um, check that out i would like you to you know respond say what your uh least favorite uh ripoffs are or some of your favorite imitators yeah um and just as our final thing we have our random game of the week um i've talked a little bit about this game before, yeah, before. Mm -hmm. um this one is mario sunshine super mario sunshine yep this one is a fantastic game i once binged it uh for 24 hours yep. beat it in a single day um completely missed a date and then said oh i have homework mm -hmm. um it was one of the most nerdy empathetic moments of my life and i loved every second of it at huh. the same time yeah i mean i haven't really played that much of it but i can see the appeal and i can also see why people have a problem with it I, I can see a problem with it, you yeah. know, just due to its cookie-cutter um, missions. Formula. Formula, yeah. really. It's a, there, there's a huge formula. But I really think that people don't really give enough respect for, like, the flood system. Mm -hmm. And it's great setting. Yeah. Um, I think that Delfino Island and its many different um, areas. areas, its attractions, its resorts and theme parks they they're fantastic mm -hmm. i think that it really does create a, a world in the mario universe 
that you don't really see in yeah, really any other uh, games. I mean, with other ones, it's just the Mushroom Kingdom. And, like, it, and even then, when it comes to, like, Mario 64, I'm like, oh, those are worlds. Yeah. W- like, where are the people that live there? Like, what what do they do? What happens? I mean, there's bob on Battlefield. bob on Battlefield is Con- interesting. Constant enough. war. That's just, yeah, constant war. <laughs> Or, oh my god, I don't want to think about that. Um, That's America, baby. And then... <laughs> then you have, like, the lava areas, and I'm like... I don't see the correlation whatsoever to, like, how people survive in these, like, situations, in mm-hmm. these environments. Um, And when you, you look at, like, Delfino Island, you see a beautiful beautiful resort with a harbor and everything and a little um like just all sorts of little buildings it's like a little uh just area Mm -hmm. i I don't even know what to say it's just really really neat that they were able to even when you're in like a, a certain area of um delfino island you can see other areas other yeah level areas that that Mm-hmm. are in the background right yeah you horizon. can see like yeah i i was able to do that and that was pretty cool but it's something that i mm-hmm. really really hold dear um in my heart specifically this game because it's i think the first like platformer that i i got to really see other than 64 and even then i never really really grew into loving 64 to mm-hmm. me i think it was just always out of date yeah um especially due to its camera controls and with mario sunshine when i played through it on the nintendo switch i was able to play it on a regular controller and it was able to function just like any other normal mario game yep um and with the flood i think that it really really um just just built on itself into yeah. a really great platformer especially when you didn't have the flood you got to see the tight controls of mario mm-hmm. and when you have the flood back after those levels where you just don't have it you you start to appreciate it and really start to see why how how you can use the flood to improve mario's uh, movement yeah uh, even though it's already so tight so great um honestly i feel like i'm talking so much about it what what kind of stuff do you have to say about the game <laughs> uh well yeah i can again i can see how people really love it um it's got its own like vibe to it that mario games don't typically have own people <laughs> i like the like the premise the inciting incident that uh the government of Delfino Isle just, uh, I guess, racially profiles Mario, so now he has to do community service. Italian man. <laughs> They're like, you look similar to the goop man that has been, like, polluting the island. They have a hat. They also have a mustache. Guilty. And then, yeah, and then they make you, like, clean up all the paint that was left behind. You later learn, you know, that it's another enemy that you know. Uh, Bowser um, Jr. Yeah. And I mean, it's 
it came out in 2003. We can talk about that. I don't know. I, plot I don't twists. Wanna, I don't, don't want to say anything. But mm-hmm. after saying that, yeah. And I also really like the idea that um, all the enemies that you do face, they are just paint monsters that came from Bowser Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that, like, Petey Piranha is just, like, this idea of, like, a, a piranha plant, like, almost humanoid yeah um and even the idea of um oh i'm blanking out i feel like there is one enemy that like the goombas yeah that you see in the games they do not look like the typical goomba that you see in other ones and it's because it's bowser jr's drawings. Like, yeah like making it's, goombas it's essentially that spongebob episode of doodle bob yeah but like an entire like i don't know terrorist organization of them yeah, yeah. uh bowser if, jr is a terrorist that's all i if have spongebob to say. didn't stop at making one doodle bob yes i think that or better yet if doodle bob just made an entire army of of like varied doodle bobs like crab doodle bob or like, like a know. bullet doodle doodle bob Sandy, if there was a Sandy Doodle Bob, I think that Bikini Bottom would literally the end be, of the world. It's the That's end like of the world. Armageddon end game levels. <laughs> um, literally the Thanos snap of of SpongeBob. Of SpongeBob. But yeah, uh, Sunshine, uh, really cool. I think. I think it has so many different ideas that I would love uh, Nintendo or, or just the Mario series mm-hmm. to explore more because I. It's so unique. But also, worst completion bonus out of any... Don't ever try to complete it. Like, 100% it. Mm. Never do that. You don't get to see... Oh, go ahead. You don't get to see Yoshi on top of the castle. You don't get to see... You don't get to play as Luigi. There's nothing about it that's really... The only thing that you get is, at the end of the credits... A PNG. uh, A photo of Mario with all the other, like... Characters. residents of delfino island and you know what he has on sunglasses yeah that's it that's it it's a p it's a literal postcard png saying like hey good job and may i just say if you try to 100 percent the game some of those levels they are not good for completion they're not good for completion and this is the like I mean, every Mario game until Odyssey had it, it, it had a live system, which I really think was outdated for its time. And yeah. I think that if it didn't have the live system, Sunshine would be rede- or, or regarded as a fantastic masterpiece of a Mario game. Yeah, some of the controls can be slippery, and then, like, you can't really blame yourself for some of the deaths. Yeah. And I, I think that if it didn't have the live system, it would mm-hmm. be great. It would be deemed as a great game. Though it did bring me probably my most hype moment in a Mario game. Remember the Stingray thing, like the time trial? What did you do? Re- remember, like, we were trying so hard to figure out how to beat it. And then yeah. I, like, jumped over one of those, like, barriers yeah. on accident and got the time. That was insane. That was a lot of fun. Except now I know that's all you have to do to get the time. It was it was hype though. Uh huh. It was really really neat. I would recommend it to anybody who you know has a sixty or not a sixty four a GameCube. 
um, a Wii with, you know, GameCube functionality, or I know that the 3D All-Star stuff is not online anymore, but you can find a physical version of it all over the place, even, even like, at a Target or Walmart. You'll, right. you'll easily find it. They just stopped producing them. They didn't just take them out of stores. No. And even then, there was, like, a bit of an idea, or, like, thought that they might have still kept, you know, like, kept making they them. They kept making them, even though they said, we're done! Mm-hmm. Because the amount of ones that, that are still left, it's a little bit surprising how many there are still. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I, I think that I'm good. I think I'm good about yeah. talking about the game. Right. Uh, tune in next time to hear us talk about whatever we want. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it'll be next time. Yeah, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to be a little bit funny and say... You can't make us do anything. Don't tell me what to do. All right. Catch you later, everybody. Yep. Bye. Bye.